Moncrief on News Talk. You know, it's like you work so hard for so long just to provide for your family, right? Yeah. Not you, then who's gonna? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then at some point, you'd think you'd get to relax, but no. There's too much moisture. So now I got to redo these cabinets. I got to redo the roof, probably. And then by the time I'm done, I'm running out of money. The kitchen's out of style. And the whole time, all I wanted was a hot tub. (laughs) (laughs) We have a timeless kitchen. So I think you're okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just, uh, I'm just tired. Don't be sorry. You're fine. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I feel you. I understand. This is a nice car. Your husband like driving this? Uh, he actually drives the minivan for the kid, and um, I drive the luxury car for work. Nice. Yeah. Do you mind if I use your restroom? That's beef. You can stream all of season uh, one now on Netflix. James Dempsey joins us once again. Afternoon, James. Afternoon. I have seen the first two episodes of this. It's a very anxious show to watch. (laughs) Oh, it's not going to let up between now and episode 10, I will say. Um, I really, really liked this. Right, I'm going to put my cards on the the table straight away. Uh, Easily uh, staking its claim to be one of the best shows of, of 2023, in my opinion. And like... I, succession wishes it had a season one as good as this. In, <laughs> I would say. Whoa, right? talking a big game there. <laughs> right? Yeah. So basically, um, this is from a creator named Lee Sung Jin, who uh, has a lot. Of, he's writing credits on lots of things that are very credit, like very critically acclaimed and credible. Silicon Valley, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, Tuca and Bertie, which was a short-lived animation on Netflix, uh, which also starred Stephen Yun and Ali Wong as characters in that as well. And uh, the drama is set in modern LA, and it involves uh, right at the very beginning an act of road rage between. Uh, this Korean American named Danny Cho, uh, played by Stephen Yun, who people will know from Minari and uh, The Walking Dead, and also um, and and Amy Lau, played mm. by Ali Wong, mm. who I, I would say people uh, on this side of the Atlantic might know as well. She is but a stand-up maybe comedian. Maybe for a stand-up yeah. specials. Her yeah. three stand-up specials on Netflix are really funny yeah. and well worth seeking out as well. But she kind of has popped up in a few things here and there as well. But def- definitely, this is kind of like her meatiest. Well, that's an unfortunate choice. <laughs> Media's role uh, yet in beef. And the uh, right at the very beginning, there's this act of road rage that escalates. I mean, it, it isn't ju- like, you know, the trailer sort of implies that it's going to be a bit of beeping here and there, but it builds into this dramatic car chase <laughs> that then progresses to uh, increasingly petty and then increasingly outlandish acts of revenge and yeah. one-upmanship upon each other. And what we heard in the clip there was just a sample of uh, of Danny getting his initial revenge on Amy, which in fact just kickstarts this chain the of constant yeah. Hence it's, shifting. Uh, because it's nothing to do with meat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Beef, <laughs> beef in the, oh, I see that kind of beef. Yeah, yeah. Beef in the sense of arguing. And what I, uh, there's so many things I liked about it, right? First of all, the episodes are short. Right? I'll just get that out of the way by favourite thing, 10 10 episodes, but they're only kind of 35 minutes each, right? The style of the show is absolutely beautiful to look at, right? It like, it definitely, uh, you know, without falling into kind of just naming Asian things, the fact that it is all about Asian Americans 
definitely calls to mind the movie Parasite, even in terms of, of you know, Amy's house and how it's set up and this divide between rich and poor. Because yeah, because their house is all stylish and designery exactly. and fabulous and all. And the and husband Danny's is like is an artist <laughs> who makes penis-shaped objects that he thinks are vases. <laughs> yes. and, and Danny lives in like, well, Danny's parents have had to leave the country, go back to Korea. He's living with his younger brother, who's this nice himbo, but a bit dim mm. and they're living in a pretty miserable apartment in you know part of LA I can't name right and so you have this rich poor divide going on between them but this isn't a show that's just about eating the rich right it's not like it's it's central focus isn't necessarily that the wealthy are bad and the poor are are great because what I liked so much about it is uh, Lee Sung Jin has created these two characters that have like shifting appreciation amongst the audience because the more you get into it at times you will be absolutely on Danny's side and then he'll do something unbelievably stupid mm. and then you'll be back on Amy's side and then she'll do something unbelievably stupid in their petty war against each other. And it's this delicious pettiness between the pair of them <laughs> that offers such incredible sustenance. I just found it like, I loved it, right? And then in the last kind of, in the second half of the show, it becomes very kind of... um Metaphysical. So another show that he wrote is this thing on, um, it's on Amazon, it's called Undone. It's a strange animated show, kind of quasi-animated. Uh, I, I think it's using Rotoscope, I think that's the name of that mm. thing, anyway. Um, which is this, uh, which is, it's, it is about a woman kind of coming to terms with the death of her father and, and it's very philosophical. And in the latter half of the show, it becomes increasingly sort of metaphysical in the sense of it's dropping this strange... Uh, magical realism bits in, right? So uh, if you know, oh, you, you might uh, want to know that's coming, right? Yeah. But I think they they handle it so deftly, and I just throughout the whole thing, like actually, when I started watching it, I started watching it with my fiance, and then he had to leave and go back to work. Uh, and things happened as I, you know, I finished the whole thing. And there are times <laughs> oh where... Oh, God, I hope you split up over that. <laughs> we actually, we agreed on it. We agreed on it. And when, there, were, there were moments where um, it took, like, you know, there are kind of twists in the plot where I, like, almost wanted to turn to him so that I could go, oh, my God, did that just happen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So I just found it, even when it took a few narrative steps that I thought were outlandish and silly, I still admired the kind of chutzpah it had to do them because I couldn't have never seen them coming. And really, okay. there were just several times when it took my breath away. Honestly, I just thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, but also, and I, I, I've only seen the first two episodes, but it just struck me as kind of a bit genius that a road ra- raid in- incident is never about what just happened. It's about their lives <laughs> up to that point. And yeah. in both those cases, that's what it's about. It could yeah. have been anyone they could be Absolutely. Mad at. And, and originally when they were planning the show, so Stephen Yun and Lee Sung Jin, they came up with the idea together. And originally the plan was actually to have him have this road rage incident with like a white American Californian mm. Los Angelino. Uh, and eventually they came around to this idea instead of, of uh, you know, bringing in Ali Wong. And it actually adds so much more to it because you have these two different second generation immigrant stories going on, right? Where he is like failing to live up to his potential and she is seeking only to ever expand on her potential. And it is telling these really interesting like immigrant stories or second generation immigrant stories. And, and as my father would say, the row is never about what the row is about, right? Yeah, and when yeah, you are learning yeah. more and more about their backstories, which are being fed to you 
in this beautiful package. I mean, the whole thing is scored beautifully. Like, there's brilliant title cards and use of music mm. and all of the title cards, like, all of the cast, right, who are all Asian-American actors, with the exception, I'd say, of Maria Bello, who plays this kind of, like, Jeff Bezos-y billionaire yeah. horrible woman. Yes. Um, <laughs> but all of the rest of them, uh, like, Amy's husband is played by Joseph Lee. He's an artist in and of himself. Uh, but he's Japanese. I, I thought he's that Japanese, was an interesting yeah. the way that was like a, And she's yeah. half Vietnamese, half Chinese in real life and in the show as well. They bring right. in later on ah. her mother uh, or, uh, uh, you know, a uh, a Vietnamese version of her yeah. mother and then actually um, Danny's cousin Isaac who is this uh, kind of small time crook mm. around which a lot of the drama will be built later on uh, he's a comedian and artist as well named David Cho who designed all the title cards of all of the episodes ah. so the whole thing is just like it's so cool <laughs> I yeah. just thought it was okay. so cool alright okay I'll keep watching so uh, right our next show is Colin from Accounts uh, you can watch that Mondays at 10.35 on RTE2 or you can catch the whole season on the RTE player here's a clip uh, sorry could you not play with that ball that's for the cats oh I'm sorry just $12,000 I, I thought I might have got a ball of yarn with it as well no this one's not coming back you know she's like the lady from before she's not coming back I, I've got no way of contacting her because you wouldn't get her details. Now I'm twelve thousand dollars in the hole. Hey, there she is. Hey. What happened? Oh, they don't know yet. He's still in there. Okay, well, where, where are you going? Oh, apparently there's a decent coffee shop next door, and they said we should wait there. Oh, we wait there. Yeah. Okay. Um, but a vet's with him, so. Okay. Is it a different vet? No, a vet. But is it the same lady as before? Is it our vet? Yeah. Sorry, are you having a stroke? What are you saying? Yvette is operating on him. Yeah. And the vet's know- name's Yvette? Yes. The vet's name's Yvette? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Dr. Yvette. Don't talk to her. Come on. Oh, God. Yeah, I really love this as well. I was so surprised, right, because... Uh, so my friend Paul, who's a TV director, he was like, oh, yeah, there's this new thing on uh, RT. It's this Australian thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll give that a go. And it's this rom-com with a terrible title, right? Colin from Accounts yeah. refers to their dog, the dog that is the central point of the, you know, the kind of the MacGuffin of the whole show, right? So in the opening scene, this dog escapes from a Sydney house and uh, then there's an interaction between our two characters, Ashley and Gordon, which le- sees Gordon running him over. And they then <laughs> therefore have to adopt the dog. Okay. All right, they don't kill him. Right, they don't okay. kill the dog and that's where we found them in the clip. They were in Yvette the Vets mm. and uh, they, it, it is a sort of meet-cute, right? They've had this meet-cute on the road when they are, you know, trying to nurse this dog back to health and it begins this eight episode romantic comedy right and I went in with kind of very low expectations and didn't know what it was and when in the opening scenes you know we see um, Ashley doing all this kind of strange stuff texting her ex-boyfriend I, you know my, my expectations were lowered even further and then it just completely won me over I thought this was hilarious and funny and charming incredibly romantic and sweet and I would watch eight seasons of it so I hope they keep making it right so the two uh, people involved so Ashley and Gordon they're played by Harriet Dyer Harriet Dyer has a career outside of Australia already she's in American Auto which is on Sky it's made from the, by the same people as um, 
Superstore, so mm. it needs to come to Netflix, yeah. <laughs> basically. To and for, well, we don't need another pandemic, but that was really good for Superstore, yeah. right? But um, but basically, she uh, she's so she's already you know on the cusp of something, mm. right? She's in a big American sitcom that you might not have heard of, but people are aware of. And she married she she made a film with this guy Patrick Brammel, who was in Home and Away for a while. That's his biggest credit I recognise when looking sure. down through them. Um, they they met on. The the set I think in 2015 and they are married in real life and they came together and ah, produced the right, show okay. so when you're watching the incredible chemistry that the pair of them have it's natural right because they are couples or at least they're managed they, they're, they are somehow able to convey it on screen as well she's a, a like a 29 year old medical student and he's a 40 something year old uh, micro brewery brewer I guess I'm mm. going to go with and it's all about the interconnection of them and Colin from Accounts, the dog, that, that's the name they give him. Mm. That I think, that bit I still don't get. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but the rest of it, in Australia. Yeah, I but am. the rest of it all works for me, right? Because uh, you have this interplay of their romance where it's about a slight generational divide, right? So, mm. they're, I mean, like, they they go they go to great lengths to to kind of hang a lot of tension on this. Even though I actually I'm watching it going, I didn't realize your age gap was that big when yes. I was watching it. But whatever, that's kind of the the chart they're plotting. She's supposed to be millennial. He's I guess Gen X, if that's right. And uh, never the twain shall meet or something like that. But uh, it's uh, just every part of it worked really really well. The 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 comedy is at times puerile puerile and crass in the way that Aussie comedy kind of can be, right? Mm. And it, and yet it comes so thick and fast and funny that like you'll forgive it immediately. Yeah. And also it's just so disarmingly charming how well the whole thing, the whole package works. Like if you're looking for a nice, charming rom-com, honestly, all eight episodes I watched in two sittings, I was delighted with it. Arty, is it a bit of a thing for Arty find these little Australian yeah. gems particularly? Because you've, yeah, you've yeah. reviewed a few of them before. I don't know. Yeah, I was looking for Five Bedrooms was one I did yeah. recently. And like the third season of that is on the RT player. I don't know. Look, I, I will say, I you know, I credit, while we often make fun of the RT player on this segment, whoever does its native programming does a fine job at finding these unusual things okay. and that you cannot get other in other places. The other one I give an example of is The Sex Lives of College Girls, the Mindy Kaling comedy show, mm. which cannot be seen anywhere else as far as I can tell in the UK or Ireland but the RT player. There you go. Well, who are you and what have you done with James Dempsey? <laughs> uh, right, we'll move on to our third show. It's Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies, new episodes every Friday on Paramount+. Plus. Here's a clip. <laughs> Excellent! Pinko Tramps! The Pinko Tramps. Now that is a jacket. Why not? Everyone already thinks we're such bad girls. We're not girls, we're ladies. <laughs> The pink ladies. Fine. I'll consider it. On a trial basis. <laughs> so, Jane, you think a pink lady can become president? I spent so much time just trying to prove that I'm the good guy and Buddy's the bad guy. But I'm realizing that maybe sometimes you gotta be bad to do good. That is not a bad campaign slogan. For the leader of a girl gang. <gasps> <laughs> for stopping by the school. Let's go. Right, so this is actually, is this a prequel to Grease the Movie? Yes, so it's set four years before Grease the Movie and basically what happened 
what happened was Paramount decided to enter into the streaming game, right? Yeah. And if you're Paramount and you're a legacy producer and you have all of these titles at your disposal, what you're going to do is turn them into content. And what's an easy thing to do? Take some pre-existing IP and set it four years earlier, yeah. <laughs> right? So in this we get, I mean, the only characters we get as crossover characters from Greece, of which, I mean, I haven't seen the movie Greece in 20 years, so bear well, with yeah, me, right? That, well, that's actually... You'd wonder, like, you know, like, who, who's their audience here? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll go and ask granddad about the film and then you can come back and watch this. Cause, because this is definitely like a teen soap opera made about Greece, right? Yeah. So, so its intended audience must be skewering younger than I think the average viewership of Greece movie is. But I guess what Paramount does know is who's streaming Greece, right? So they wouldn't be making okay. this if there wasn't yeah. something in that either, yeah. right? So uh, it's set four years before, you know, Danny and Sandy meet for Summer Loving. And it stars, uh, who does it star? It stars Marissa Davila as Jane Facciano. She is the sister of Frenchie, uh, who is, Frenchie is a Greek character, you yes, know, yes, right? Yeah. And they, uh, she has recently moved to, well, wherever in California Rydell High is, um, and wants to become the president of the student union or whatever, student council, and runs afoul of um, being called a wanton young lady uh, when she kisses the quarterback or something to that mind. And yes. then there's lots of singing and dancing and a disparate group of four young women coming together and forming the Pink Ladies. And okay. what we heard in the clip there was them deciding on their title, The Pink Ladies. Now, all in, right, we're going through this glut of musicals, right? I did mm. a musical not too long ago, the the one on, on uh, Disney Plus up here, I want to say, uh, which was okay, like total middle of the, like, mm. you know, B minus whatever, like absolutely fine. Uh, this I thought was kind of same, right? Like the songs are, the songs are fine, uh, but the production value of them is fantastic, right? They're all singing, they're all dancing, the costumes are beautiful, all of that. At an hour long per episode, I think it outstays its welcome because wow, you know, an hour. I, yeah. I, I'm a contemporary viewer, so it's messaging about uh, you know we're all in this together, stick together, fight the patriarchy, all that. While all worthy, uh, but set in the 1950s. Set in the 1950s <laughs> yeah. is is a, you know I guess the problem with Greece as a title is it's problematic, quote unquote, yeah. right? Because it's all about Sandy. <laughs> giving up everything to be with daddy, right? And they want to modernise it and I'm not coming down and saying, you know, oh, they, you know, these woke kids, right? But to me, it just was like, okay, I get it. I get what you're doing and you're not doing it that well or I can see your fingerprints all over every single part of this. Um, Aside from that, though, the cast are very young, they're very game, They and they throw themselves at it. And I won't lie, there are several times where I chuckled my way through some of the gags, particularly uh, Ari, this is a hard one, Ari Notaro, Notartomaso, uh, Cynthia Zudakowski, which one is worse to say? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Fair juice, yeah. <laughs> she, uh, she's the stand-up, standout comedic relief uh, who gets to do the most. But but all in, like, if you're a fan of Grease or it's much uh, maligned but much championed uh, sequel, Grease 2, mm. you might find something here. If you're not, if you like musicals, you might find something here. If you're not a fan of either of those things, don't bother. But I would say the the lo- the timeline between now and Paramount Plus releasing a like Top Gun 
uh, TV series or musical <laughs> is like two years maximum. <laughs> right. So those three uh, shows today, Beef, you can stream all episodes of season one now on Netflix. James loved it. Colin from Accounts, Mondays at 10.35pm on RTE2 or catch the whole season on the RTE player. James loved it. And Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies, new episodes every Friday on Paramount Plus. Mm, uh, is uh, probably yeah. his reaction. <laughs> uh, also, we've learned today that if you're a student of James Dempsey's B minus isn't good enough. <laughs> James, thanks a million. Thank you. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.